Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, September 26th, uh, 8.42 p.m. Thank you so much. We're about 15 people live right now. Uh, um, you know, I want to first and foremost uh, tell everyone to stay safe. Obviously, we have a, a, a storm, a, a hurricane coming, coming to us, right? Hopefully, it's just um, rain and rain and rain. Um, but still, you know, get prepared, fill up your gas tank, you know, go get some water, some ponchos, you know, some beer, you know, and, uh, you know, just don't go streaking on the streets, you know, just uh, stay safe. Right. Uh, uh I want to say hello to the chat as well. Um, you know, and before I start and give the mic to Paula and, uh, and Dave, we have a lot to talk about. Um, a, a lot has happened, uh, lately with Orlando city and Orlando pride and OCB, um, please uh, subscribe to our channel. Click on the notification bell for all notifications. Uh, drop us a like on the video if you're live with us. Uh, Twitter, uh, we're live on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, also available on Instagram as Loud and Proud Orlando, and as well on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much. As well, we are um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, our audio version. Thank you so much, everybody that's listening to us as well on the way to work. You know, or on the way to, you know, getting the kids from school. Thank you so much for, for always checking us out and, and supporting um, our, our brand uh, as well. You know, again, click the notification bell for all notifications. Uh, we're almost at 465 subscribers. Uh, let's go ahead and get to 470, hopefully by the end of this podcast. And then getting closer to 500 and then getting to the, um, to the halfway mark. Uh, let's go ahead and keep pushing for the 1K. All right. Thank you so much for all your support. Hey, Paola, how are you today? Um, you know, welcome. Welcome again. How's it going? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to be here with y'all like every Monday. I'm, I'm kind of sad because I didn't see any Orlando City game this weekend. I did the, see Orlando Pride yesterday. Um, it was a tie, but we can get into more details later on. But excited to see more soccer in this weekend at last. But happy to be with each and one of y'all. Before we go with uh, to Dave, uh, we have a, a a poll right here on our YouTube channel, um, which is Loud and Proud Orlando um, on YouTube. It says, "Will Orlando City get six points out of their next two games? Uh, yes or no?" Those are the 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 answers. Um, you know, just tell us how you feel. Uh, we kindly appreciate it. And then obviously we'll we'll give the end results uh, at the end of the show. Uh, Dave, how are you, my friend? Doing fantastic. Thank you, guys. Uh, to our audience, as always, always there. Monday uh, after Monday live. And to the rest of you who uh, consume our content later on during the week, thank you. And if you're watching this, as you're relaxing in your house, as uh, Ian is thundering outside of your house right now. Well, I hear you. I'm a veteran of hurricanes. Been through them in Puerto Rico. Been through them in Jamaica. Been through them in Florida. This was a big storm uh, full of rain and wind. So to our friends outside of the U.S., uh, we'll be okay. It's just part of living in this part of the world. It's not... The, that's scary. Thank God uh, we have a thing called code enforcement and building codes in the state of Florida. And our houses are made to withstand this type of uh, natural phenomena. 
with that said, uh, I would like to be the first one out of Aladdin Prado Orlando to welcome Jeff Odom or Odom. Uh, Jeff, please let us know how you pronounce your last name correctly. Odom, uh, probably, it, like Lamar Odom. What's that? Probably Odom, right? Like Odom, Odom, okay. Great. Jeff is uh, is a native Floridian from the Tampa Bay area. Uh, started his career with the Tampa Bay Lightning, moving on to be a marketing uh, director at the NHL's Dallas Stars, and is returning back to the Sunshine State to be the director of digital content for Orlando Pride and Orlando City. So we want to thank you for your service, sir. We hope we wish you the best. Obviously, we want our club to to uh, to hire the best people possible so we can make the best projection out there. And as always, you know, this podcast is open to anybody that works for the club that wants to come out and, and talk to the fans. Um, and with that said, my friends, uh, there's plenty to talk about, obviously, with Orlando City. Now, the question that we were discussing before we started, guys, was what is Orlando City going to do with the situation of the hurricane? And, and, and I would like to go first, and then uh, you guys can take over. Um, it, the situation is as follows. As you guys uh, know, most likely this hurricane is going to be touching uh, us uh, somewhere between late Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, that's what the projection is. As of right now, it looks like it's going to take uh, it's going to ride I-4, uh, just like Charlie did back in 2004. And uh, the problem with that is, what is Orlando City going to do? Do they leave tomorrow? Because after 1 p.m., there's no flights in and out of the state of Florida. Uh, by federal law, they're going to suspend all transportation um, by air uh, starting that at that time. Do we, do we fly our players out to the New York area? Uh, do they take their families with them or do they stay behind or do they ride the storm here? Uh, I was telling the guys that I felt it was best for the, for the, fa for the players to leave because that will mean they can't practice Tuesday. They can't practice uh, Wednesday. Certainly they can practice Thursday and that is going to put us at a disadvantage. So guys, what do you think about that? It's going to be tough. Um, I mean, man, they're going to have to treat this as two finals coming up. I mean, at least I could tell you that Galese and Cartagena will be in shape uh, to compete because they come from playing, uh, you know, Mexico and uh, El Salvador. Um, and, you know, I do want to say uh, it, was, uh, it was a great chance for great opportunity that um, – Peruvian, Peruvian further a national team and also the Mexican national team accredited Ladre del Fútbol, which is our, our little brother, you know, uh, brand um, for the first time. So I was able to cover my national team's, um, you know, Pedro's national team. And it was a fantastic experience, I have to say. I mean, I'm tired, to be honest with you. I got back uh, yesterday at around 8 o'clock, you know, and... Uh, But uh, it was a phenomenal experience. They're going to come ready to go. I'm just a little concerned regarding the, you know, the rest of the squad because it's not just them two. Um, now, they got to treat this, in my opinion, as a final. If they don't get to practice, they're going to have to, you know, honestly do it in their backyard or inside their house. You know, I don't know 
how they want to, you know, get ready. But they got to mentally be prepared to just go play against uh, NYC. Uh, and they're going to play. The good thing is they're going to play in a Red Bull arena. So it's not going to be at the Yankee Stadium. So because that pitch is a very complicated pitch. Uh, Red Bull Arena, I think Orlando can definitely um, play there easily. Now, um, I, I don't know if it's going to affect it. Uh, I think not having any practice will. Hopefully, they're able to at least get one or two practices, in my opinion. Um, hopefully, that's the case, right? And, and, and it doesn't hit Orlando uh, too hard. I don't know what Paola thinks. I totally agree. Um, like I, I was saying before the live, this this is a must win because we are well rested. We are in a we need a mentally final um, game because this is a win or go home situation. We need a playoff momentum on Wednesday, on Wednesday, on Sunday. I don't know. My, my, my brain is not functioning today. I thought that today was Tuesday for some reason and it's Monday. So I agree, totally agree with Luis and, and, and what David was saying. So it's a must win. Hopefully the guys can go out of the state tomorrow. Um, I don't know what's the plan of the club uh, is and best wishes for them. And, and I know, They're gonna um, put their hearts in the pitch. Um, they we have to take advantage of the New Jersey arena, not New York Red Bulls arena, but um, we have to take advantage of that and not the Yankee Stadium advantage. So we have to take everything um, on Sunday. Oh, you're on mute, Luis. Uh Okay, let's read some comments. Diego V, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Joshua Tall, that's awesome. You were able to cover the game. Yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I want to thank the Mexican Federation as well as uh, the Peruvian national team uh, for allowing us to cover the game. And uh, we were able to actually, uh, which I'll play in just a second, I asked Pedro a question regarding Orlando City in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, and, um, you know, he's saying that he looks forward to to play the playoffs and, 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 and do, do well in the playoffs. So to all the people saying that he's going to be going, uh, I mean, he's, he's going to be staying. So, I mean, he's just pretty much there. Um, you know, he's going to be with us through the playoffs. So Christian Seidel, do you think by Friday a hurricane will be gone? Hopefully. Hopefully. I, I think hopefully. I mean, uh, at least one practice before hitting the plane, I think it'll be vital. I think it'll be very important. Any more news about uh, Alonso Llovera? I just want to say this. Uh, look, I've been covering Peruvian Peruvian uh, soccer since I'm like four years. Not, not really covering, but I mean, I've been watching Peruvian soccer. I mean, I, I, I want to be completely bluntly honest. I'm not going to sell you any smoke. I'm not going to do anything. That kid's not ready. Personally, the kid's not ready. If he comes to Orlando City, it's OCB, which we will talk about that later because OCB needs help. Uh, I think Orlando City, the starting team, the, the, the actual MLS team, they need players that are ready to compete, uh, ready to compete. He, he comes from a very small club in Peru, 
um, I will say one of the oldest clubs there, but with a lot, kind of like a Nunham Forest or Crystal Palace, you know, very small club, um, not a lot of buzz. And he's actually, his minutes are not really for someone that's going to go abroad, in my opinion. Uh, so it's kind of surprising to me. I mean, no one discredits that he has a talent, of course. But he's, in my opinion, he's not ready. And I'm Peruvian. I can definitely tell you that. I'm trying to be completely unbiased. I'm thinking about the betterment of the club, not the betterment of me covering another Peruvian. I'm just going to be completely bluntly honest. Uh, I, I'm the betterment of the club over me covering another Peruvian. Uh, I, I think he's not ready. Christian Seidel, is Messi going to Miami next year? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I believe so. I mean, it's going to be Barcelona Junior. It's going to be Sergio Busquets. It's a pretty much done deal. Uh, um, Luis Suarez and um, Lionel Messi. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that that uh, Sunshine Derby is going to be fire. And, and, and it gives our front office uh, warning shots because that means that Orlando needs to truly compete. I mean, they are literally signing people that just want a paycheck right now. They really don't feel the crest, don't really don't feel, you know, the city in their heart. They're playing because it's the last big buck that they're going to make in their careers. Um, this goes for Suarez, this goes for Busquets, and this goes for Messi. And I don't mean that in no disrespect at all, because I think all of them are fantastic, phenomenal human beings and players. But Orlando needs to focus on how are they going to treat the signings for this upcoming season? You know, are, are we going to definitely sign exciting young players like we did with Facundo Torres? Are we going to go that route? Are we gonna, or are we going to go the, you know, the Slatan route or the Carlos Vela route, right? Um, we have to definitely evaluate. But I think the team, if they want to compete against those three monsters, we need to be ready with this team that we have now. They're in a different level. I'll be honest with you. They're in a different level. Maybe the mid will pass, but our attack needs to improve. That's just my opinion. Uh, vamos, Orlando. Let's beat NYCFC. All right, Dave, um, uh, anything you want to um, – what are your expectations coming up for this game against NYCFC? Uh, here yeah. I put a picture of Tesha with hair. Sure, sure. And, and Maxi so, Morales with a horrible haircut. Yeah, of course. Uh, Maxi Morales, whoever let him leave the house like that really, really hates him. Um, that's what, what you said. Uh, yeah, you know, let Miami sign uh, whoever they want. If, if it did not work for them before – Toronto signed some very good Italian national team players and they were MIA. I think as a league, we need to start moving away from, from this type of players. Messi, okay, great. You're not getting 2,000 Messi. You're not even getting 2,004 Messi. You're getting Messi at the way past his expiration date. Uh, in my opinion, Messi's with Argentina on his last hurrah. Uh, any other player wouldn't be uh, going to the World Cup at, he, at his age. Let's just be quite honest. Um, and um, I think that we shouldn't 
replicate what Miami is doing. Miami has proven that they are they they they, they are very good at making bad decisions. They are like let me remind everybody that next year will be year two of their three year punishment. So I don't see them making a lot of splashes unless they promise Messi. I don't know they're gonna buy him a house or something. I don't know. The the, the fact is is that. I think we have proven that if we go and get talented players like a Facundo Torres, like a, a Cesar Araujo, um, uh, you know, Ivan Angulo, who has surprised a lot of people, right. Right. if we get if we go and get those type of players, then 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 we can make noise. And I think uh, I'm, I'm I'm I think that that's 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 the way to go. Aside from that, uh, heading out to New York City. Uh, New York City went on a nose dive, but like I always tell all of you, that um, you know streaks, bad or good in football, have a beginning and an end. I think they were able to recover uh, in, in their last game. They're gonna be playing um, at Red Bull Arena, so it's a little bit out of their element um, because their success at home is based on. Uh, how they have master playing in that that uh, that abomination of uh, pitch they have there, super tiny, and uh, so we are. To be honest with you, I'm super happy that we're playing them there because it's an even field uh, for both teams because both teams are the away teams in this case. Uh, we have have we have been able to get results at Red Bull Arena, and um, again. Uh, all the pressure is on New York City at this point. Uh, we just gotta go and get a result. We just gotta go, just go have fun and uh, play our football, and, and the result will come. Uh, every every game is a final, but we cannot put enough. We we can put all that pressure on ourselves. I think that's what what did us against Atlanta. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I will go to my grave saying in that game, the pressure was, you know, we didn't want to lose. So we play like that and, and, and we got caught with our pants down one mistake. Boom. They punished us and they won the game. Uh, and with that victory, they, they got, um, a chance of making playoffs and I'm angry, angry that we are giving them that opportunity. We should have at least tie them that night and, 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 and finish their season, just like we did Toronto. So with that, uh, it's going to be a very interesting eight days starting this weekend. But also we have to uh, think about the game between uh, FC Cincinnati and Seattle tomorrow. Big implications for our chances in the playoffs. And lastly, uh, this Friday, Toronto against Miami. Um, if, uh, if you're an Orlando City fan... I suggest that you start uh, lining uh, candles to every saint in the heavens because we need we need uh, we need those two teams to lose. Sure, uh, I will give my my overview in just a second, but uh, we'll go with Paola. What are your expectations coming up against NYCFC? Like I said, like <laughs> we did that win, like and and I know. Um, I don't remember what is the they just won a cup. I I don't remember what is the cup that Campeones. Campeones? 
So, Claro, sí, campeón de campeones. campeón de campeones. So, It's like a, it's like a Liga MX um, MLS uh, Super Cup, like the champion of the MLS, MLS champ against uh, MX champ. MX, okay. And then... Yeah. The Mexican Center D squad is being played in the States. Nobody cares about it. So. Nobody cares about it. And they just won the, their last MLS game. So they have been, they have been good. So it, it will be an interesting game on Sunday. But I believe in my Lions. Um, I believe in the boys. They're well-rested. There's no excuse that, oh, no, they're, they're, you know, they're not rested. They have back-to-back -back games. They have two weeks off. Two weeks off. The only one that went into an, an international um game was Pedro Galese that is in right now on international duty in California representing Peru with um uh Wilder Cartagena and I believe they're gonna report on Sunday so hopefully and I know I know how Pedro is he's gonna report with, with Wilder so I I I want to see a win I want to see a win and I I suspect a win All right. So, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, this is the lineup that they put through uh, for um, it was uh, NYCFC against um, uh, Red Bulls. Right. And I'm going to be completely honest with you um, and be completely bluntly honest. Uh, I mean, NYCFC has a pretty good team. Um, defensively, they are very good. Uh, the weakest link is uh, Tavon Gray, even though he is very fast on the wing, which just makes Nicolas Acevedo, Nico Acevedo, and Gabriel Pereira's job easier. He has, I, I will say, the same traction as Ruan. Um, now, here's the difference. Uh, Alexander Callens, right? Typically, he plays as a center back, but they're trying him out as a left back. Right. Uh, this was actually caused a lot of buzz in Peru because Peruvians have not seen Alexander Callens uh, play that position. Now, in this game, he scored. So he's, you know, uh, it, it, it surprised a lot of people. Now, I was at the Peru-Mexico game. Peru lost 1-0. And uh, let me tell you, how do you counter a center back like Alexander Callens? Uh, he's very good um, with his feet. Um, and he's very good at um, trying to associate himself with the winger, with the wing to to attack and transition plays. How do you do that? Heavy pressing, and that's what Mexico is doing. Pressing from the get go, meaning they got they get the ball and you chase the ball and press them when you make your feel. And so he was forced and almost had a couple of turnovers in the first half against against Mexico. The Mexicans were essentially coming up and using their speed to press press them as they were, you know, playing, doing their tiki-taka, you know, Peru style of, of play. And Callens almost turn, turns over the ball a couple of times. Uh, he had a lackluster performance against Mexico, I would have to say. Um, not a lot of momentum. So I think that's a good chance for Orlando to kind of watch that game and just kind of replicate what Mexico did in the first half. Um, 
<clears throat> especially with a defense like this one, uh, Chanel, Martins, uh, and Callens, right? Uh, now, um, Orlando needs to keep doing what they were doing before. Um, if your right wing and, and your right winger, left winger are working perfectly fine, are being influential in attack, make sure that your left back and right back do the same. If they work as a team on both wings, Orlando's attack is going to function pretty well. They're going to feed Kara, and then the goals are going to come. If either or do not work, it's going to be crazy for our center backs, which I'm assuming, which we're going to do a lineup in just a moment. It's going to be more than likely Rodrigo and also uh, Antonio Carlos. So because you're putting too much too, too much of a duty for them to contain the attack of NYCFC. And NYCFC, I'll be honest with you, they got good players in attack. Gabriel Pereira is not disappointing. Santiago Rodriguez from Montevideo City, which knows uh, Cesar Araujo, knows Facundo Torres, is actually playing pretty well. He's being, I think, one of the best players in that team. And Thales Magno, he's uh, replacing Tati Castellanos. He's been doing a good job. So in my opinion, I think it's going to be an even Stevens game for me. Uh, hopefully Orlando is able to definitely work on 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 keep that momentum on, on the wings. Um, and also Mauricio Pereira needs to be a starter, in my opinion. I don't know. What are your thoughts there, Dave, to close up before we read comments? No, actually, yeah, you, you nailed it. Um, so like for like, um, if we finish in fifth, this is basically a preview of what we're going to have come playoffs because we most likely are going to be facing New York City. Most likely at uh, a Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Not a travesty, but it is what it is. And to our friends, as you can see, um, uh, Luis is showing you guys the table. Philadelphia, Montreal, and uh, Red Bulls have clinched. And as of the results of last week, D.C., Toronto, and Chicago uh, were eliminated. Surprise about Chicago. They had the opportunity to win that game. They didn't. And there's eight teams right now that are fighting for the last four. New York City, Orlando, Cincinnati, Miami. Uh, Columbus, Atlanta, Charlotte, and New England in that order from 4th to 11. Um, Atlanta has two games. Orlando has three. Cincinnati has three. Miami has three. Columbus has three. And I believe Charlotte, I, I think it's New England has two. And uh, Charlotte also has two. So uh, this weekend, if uh, if we win uh, or we tie, that says that sets that says goodbye to Atlanta because they're still in the fight simply because if they win their last two games, they end up with 46 points, which it's more than 45, taking into account if, you know, we were to lose our games. Um, so that's the only thing that is keeping them alive. We gave them three points at the wrong time of the season. But also Cincinnati is in play of contention because we gifted them six points. So there's that. Uh, I think uh, I think we need to we definitely need to uh, take those points away from New York City. Um, what is critical about the game on Friday on Sunday is that depending on the results that we have Tuesday and Friday uh, with Cincinnati and Miami, uh, we are going to know what's going to happen. Um, the good thing is 
right now, out of this team, uh, out of all these uh, teams that are fighting for a playoff spot, we have we're playing New York City, we're playing we're playing Miami, we're playing Columbus, so that at least we have some sort of control of our future. We're not depending on what happens in in games that we're not part of, uh, primarily. So. Um, all I have to say is that you know, just like Oscar Pareja has said, they they have to they have to rise to the occasion. Uh, we need the, whatever happened with Open Cup, that great, fantastic, put it in the back burner. It's over its history. It happened. Uh, right now, we have to make playoffs, and um, I feel that we could have been in a much better position. Uh, there's games that we just did this to ourselves. Uh, we were winning. Uh, the 90th minute in DC, we allow DC to come back and win that game. Don't know why. Um, so yeah, so we just gotta we just gotta go and, and show what type of team we are too. I think it's time for for the boys to to show what they're made of. You know, um, teams that react to adversity uh, in a positive way and win and get themselves out of bad situations are the teams that you need to be careful about. Because come playoff. What happened in this uh, in this table that uh, Luis had in the screen means nothing. It's 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 a one game season, and if we can go and uh, let's say the season ended today, and uh, we play New York City in New York, and we go and we beat them, we gotta win. And if them if and if we win, guess what? We're gonna have to play Philadelphia, rested, most likely yeah. the supporter shield uh, champion. Well, you know what? You shouldn't fear, fear God, not man. That's how you have to act like it, you know, at it. Those guys are professional footballers, so are we. And we just got to go and, and, and do what we have to do and win. I, 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 I heard people saying, oh, I want to finish six or I want to finish seven because I don't want to face Philadelphia. Then you don't want to be a champion. Then you don't want to be a champion. You know, if, if we go and we break their teeth, uh, uh, over there in uh, in Philadelphia, well, it's not really Philadelphia. It's that s- small town to the south, Chester. If we go to Chester, Pennsylvania, sounds like, uh, I don't know, like uh, a nerdy guy, Chester. If we go to Chester and we, uh, we, we, we win, guess what? Then we can go and then, you know, we can show up the following day wearing Speedos, oiled up, flip-flops, aviator glasses, Whiskey in one hand, cigar in the other, and saying we're champions. That's that's how you do it. That's how, that's what I would do if actually if I if I got to win MLS Cup. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, uh, with that, I, I'll give the microphone to Paola. But uh, my friends, we just we just gotta play whoever's in front of us. We gotta win, and that starts this Sunday. Paola, are you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I was just thinking, like, I don't know how to follow that, like. We just have to win on Sunday. I don't know. Like, um, just put candles for for tomorrow night, so Sanders can can win. Toronto can win on Friday, so we can win on Sunday. That's it. Nothing else I could I have to say. Now, um, you know, looking at this, this is the last time we faced uh, NYCFC. Orlando beat them at Explorer Stadium 2-1. to one. Um, Now, this one, the best player in NYCFC on that game was Maxi Morales. And when he, more than likely, they will repeat this lineup, in my opinion. Um, Anton Tinnerholm will probably replace David Gray. 
Um, even though Taven Gray right now it's having a, I think a good season, but Tanner Holm already, he played one of the worst games with Orlando that day, and that was because Joao um, and Ruan did pretty good. Um, now I don't expect Mulroney to start. Um, I expect um, Ivan Angulo, right? And so you know, since we're looking at, at at different lineups, let's start doing a lineup for for um, the game against NYCFC, so we can switch it to um, the Miami game because that one is also, I think, a mass win in my opinion. Uh, it's definitely going to be a mass one, um, a massive one. Uh, I wish I can go to that rival game, man. Are you right, going, so, Luis? Um, I'm gonna see. Um, I'm, I have to see with work first and foremost. Okay. I'm, I'm double check. <laughs> um, you know, so uh, Galese, I think everyone agrees with that, correct? Absolutely. I think Galese will be a starter. Um, I mean, the line of four, Ruan, um, here. Personally, uh, I would definitely. I mean, oh man, this is tough. Um, I would definitely, I would definitely do Joao Moutinho here uh, because I think he will be able to go in and kind of be more present in the attack. If I put Kyle Smith there, I don't know what are your thoughts. It's just going to be too def defensive minded, and I think Orlando needs to really punish the first fifteen minutes of the game. Uh, Orlando needs to definitely punish the first 15 minutes. Um, the two center backs, um, I wish it was Jansen, but I think it's going to be Schlegel because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then here will be Antonio Carlos. Actually, this is going to be probably like this. There you go. Uh, now here it's going to be the what I, I think it should be. It should be two, two sixes in my opinion. And here we should put um, Araujo, right? Araujo. And then, honestly, here I will put uh, Junior Urso. Now, I wouldn't put Cartagena in. Uh, I think he'll be a great um, sub coming uh, for Junior or for Cesar. Um, now, Cartagena did start against NYCFC, I, I want to say when uh, Orlando um, beat uh, NYCFC, I do want to double check that. Actually, I want to double check. Y yeah, Wilder and Junior, it was the, the pair uh, out on mid. I think uh, we cannot give, give NYCFC the luxury of not facing Araujo. And then right here as your 10 will be Mauricio Pereira for sure. And then right here, it would be um, Angulo, right? Which he's going to have a, a good, hopefully a good day in, in the office against Tinnerholm. And then right here would be Facundo Torres. Right. And then as your number nine, here is the, here to me, it's, it's a little bit of a, Maybe switch right now. You do you want Benji or do you want Kara? And I bet I, I ask a day first, and then I'll go ahead and ask that Paula. I will go with experience, and that has to be Kara. Benji's a great player. Um, 
he he's having a good moment. It's a local boy. I mean, so too many uh, reasons for it. I think where he has been the most effective has been coming off the bench. You got you gotta roll with the DP. You gotta do that. Maybe Kara's not working out for us as we wanted. There has been a lot of rumors that he may be in the trade block come December. But the fact of the matter is the guy played European football in Austria. Uh, Austria, not a powerhouse country. But um, they have good football there. And, uh, you know, he scored tons of goals in the, in the Austrian Bundesliga. So you just, you just have to, you have to, you know, put the effort for, for the, for this player to, to wake up. Sometimes I, I was told that the, the players that are, are, we're moving on from, uh, they already know they, 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 they have already been told in the summertime, this is what we are trying to do. So give them time to, with their agents to find their next move. Uh, I think um, some are super professional and they, they're not going to let you know that, you know, that, that they're not going to be here next year right. uh, by their actions and by their play. Um, they understand everything has a beginning and an end. Um, so I hope that Kara, even if he's not going to be with us, understands that, hey, you already won a championship. Why not two? Uh, and, you know, this is great on your resume. So I will have to do that, Kara, uh, and then Benji as a, as a sub. Uh, what are your thoughts, Paola? Who should start, Benji or Kara? Kara, all the way. Kara. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely go with Kara. Uh, I think uh, what's going to happen in transition is that switch that Pereira and Araujo keep getting us used to. Pereira and Araujo keep sorry, not Pereira and Araujo, Pereira and Urso. And Urso, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, because that's yeah, what yeah, they keep, did in to yeah, Toronto. They, they keep, yeah, they keep switching around. I think mm -hmm. that's going to work very well for us, and we should keep that going. Um, now, um, obviously, uh, we're going to have another lineup against the Miami game, which it will take us to Miami. But before we do that, I will go ahead and uh, read some comments here. This is uh, Joshua Tall. I like that answer for Pedro. Uh, thank you so much. Matthew, if Miami signs Messi, Orlando better at least try to get Ronaldo. I mean, it, it is. It, I mean, think about it. it is a, I mean, but <laughs> it's, I mean, you're talking about a workaholic. No, he, has, I mean, he has legal issues in this country. And, you know, Ronaldo, man, you know, you never know, you know. It, yeah. I mean, we brought Kaka, we brought, what, Nani, and then Nani is best friends with, uh, you know, he's the godson of Ronaldo's kid, Nani. Yes, but so, again, hey, man, there's, there's, some, there's some situations that need to be resolved before then. I, I, my friends, I, I, with, with all the respect to Ronaldo, I don't think we will ever see him in the, in the MLS. No, I mean, we never know, man. I mean... Joshua Tall, I think the lineup versus NYCFC could be Cara, Angulo, Torres, Urso, Pereira, Cartagena, Mutinho, AC, Rodrigo, Ruan, and Pedro, unless Araujo and Robin can start. I, be honest with you, with a mid like NYCFCs, I personally would be reserved with Cartagena. Um, I would definitely, we need to create an attack. Um, because it's a better team. In my opinion, NYCFC, it's a better team than Miami. 
line by line. So I think Orlando needs to definitely uh, create and and also um, be a team that not only defends but but attacks. Now, um, and we'll talk Miami just to, in Miami in just a moment. Joshua Tall, Maxi, someone that worries me. That's right. I like that lineup. Thank you to Joshua Tall. All right, um, let's go to to Miami. Uh, a Sunshine Derby against Miami. Um, what are your expectations uh, out of this game, Dave? Gotta win. I mean, we have no choices. We have to win. We have to win. We have to win. Um, Miami is, out of all the teams chasing us, is the only one that with a victory this Friday uh, can match our victory tally. And with a victory over us, then they will they can snatch the fifth spot from us. And uh, while I still feel confident that we can get the six or seven spot, um, you know, football is cruel and unpredictable. And uh, something bad can happen, bad bounce. I mean, Miami won simply because D.C., in their haste of clearing the ball, uh, kicked the ball, bounced in the back of a play a midfielder that was running at the time, bounces back, and he just lands on old man Iguain, and he nails it, and they won the game. That game was going to end up. 2-2, and it would have been beautiful because it would have taken a ton of pressure from us. But again, football, that, that's that's football, my friends. That's that's how it works. That's how it works. But um, I um, again, with Miami, we got to win. We got to win uh, beyond the pride, beyond everything. We're just a better team. And we got to go there and prove to them that we are a better team. You have to win these games. And, uh, and I'll repeat myself. From what I said with against uh, Atlanta, these players need to learn that these games mean a lot to the play to the fans. They have to win the games that mean a lot to the fans, because this one is for pride. This is for, for bragging rights, and we just gotta go there and beat them. We already have done that twice. Let's do it one more time. What are your expectations, there, Paula? Simple win, like David said, like and not to wait for an auto goal like we like last time at home we need to put that ball into the net like be aggressive because they're going to be aggress aggressive against that against us and even when we're playing at their home if that's what they call it at home if that's a stadium i don't think that's a stadium i I look at it like a practice facility, but anyways, we need to we need to win it. That's the reality because, like David said, I was watching that game of Washington um, against them, and it was luck. That was luck. DC, sorry, DC, sorry, sorry, DC, and it was luck. I was like, oh, great, great. So, um, and I know that the boys knows it. We need to go and we need to pressure them since minute one and not wait until the last minute. I don't want to see an Atlanta game. I don't want to see that. I want to see an, a Toronto game against them. That's that's I want to see on next Wednesday. All right. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. Inter Miami is definitely a beatable team. 
uh, for starters. Um, and this is nothing to knock off Inter or saying that they're horrible. Uh, they're coming with a lot of momentum. Uh, you know, they're coming with a lot of momentum, just, just like Orlando is. Um, they need to outperform Orlando for sure in order to win. Um, and Orlando needs not to be predictable in this game. Uh, in order to win, they need to definitely knock them out right, right away. And, and how do you do that? Um, so here's the lineup that that usually they've been doing this. Um, this is against DC, right? So uh, the the defensive end, the DeAndre Yedlin um, as their right back, Damian Lau and Aime Mavika, and then Christopher McVeigh. Those are gonna be the four out, out back now. Now Damian Lowe uh, was was um, came out of in, uh, out of injury, so he he might miss. Now, I'll be honest with you, the, their replacement is it's probably not as great as Damian Lowe either. Damian Lowe uh, Lowe he's terrible in my opinion, one of the worst center backs in the league. Uh, he's getting a huge chance to uh, start in a team like Inter. And then Aime Mavica can do it by himself. Now, this is an opportunity for whoever replaces replaces Low to, to outperform him and take away his starting spot in Inter-Miami, right? Now, do I see that happening? Probably not. What does Orlando have to do when you have two bad center backs? Use your wings and attack through your wings. In, uh, attempt to create from the middle as well with your number nine. Your number uh, Kara should be having a feast. Kara needs to, when he feels that Aunt Mabika is going and elbow him in the chest, he needs to fall and, and try to get the penalty. Orlando needs to win, at least be at the first half 1 0. They need to definitely. Uh, Set, set the set, you know, because the fans are going to be rallying for Inter, you know, I'm sure. Um, you know, there's animosity between the, the fan bases, but Orlando has the better team. Now, um, in the mid, Gregor and Gian Mota are the reason why Inter has, uh, has done pretty well when it comes to goal scoring because they are doing a tremendous job in the mid, um, just like Orlando has. The problem and the difference between Orlando and Inter is that Inter right now has found a true dynamic 10, which is Alejandro Pozuelo, which he's playing very free in the middle, and he's able to work very well with the wingers. Now, Again, who do we have there as, as, as into that position? Mauricio Pereira. Now, do you see him um, associating himself with the wingers? You know, I see him more of as an assist, passing assist player, in my opinion. Pozuelo generates, and Gonzalo Higuain is scoring because he has someone behind him that's generating the play. He's just finishing it off. Leonardo Campana, surprisingly, he's playing as a, a right winger. Usually he plays as a number nine striker when I saw him play in Ecuador. So, I mean, 
he has some versatility on him, and he scored a brace last game against uh, DC. So who do we got there? Facundo Torres, right? Now, do you see Facundo recouping the ball, you know, trying to be defensively minded? I don't see Facundo marking Leonardo Campana. So he's going to need some help there uh, with our, our number six, which would be, at that point, Cesar Araujo. So be Araujo's job to stop Campana, Campana in my opinion. So I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, I want to say, um, you know, every single line, Orlando, it's a superior team, and they need to definitely uh, capitalize the ones that the ones that they generate, they need to, you know, score, and uh, it's going to be, you know, it, it could open <clears throat> it could open up pretty well for Orlando because of the terrible center backs Miami has. So, um, any thoughts there, Dave? No, I think uh, we have to play this psychologically. Um, we have to understand the uh, severity of the situation, especially if, uh, unfortunately, we don't get a result in New York. And Miami does uh, with their game against Toronto. I mean, like I said, friends, uh, we put ourselves, we pin ourselves into a corner here, um, dropping those points, uh, certainly against Atlanta, but throughout the season, you know, games that uh, are haunting us now unfortunately so but we just gotta we just gotta do that you know it for me the boys need to go to miami relax uh you know fearing no man just just go play their game i think again um if we go oh my god this is inter miami it's a derby and blah none of that crap matters to anybody at this point we just want to make the playoffs because uh, what a tragedy would it be to miss the playoffs and, and win Open Cup? Uh, to me, that will be – that's not a successful season. I'm sorry. You know, the league is our priority always. Everything else is just uh, an addition to the to the party. So let's just go win that game. And let's just go win uh, against New York City because those two games are going to signify the importance of the game against Columbus at home. Because three things are going to happen. Either we got to win it to make the playoffs. It's not going to matter because we are out of it. Or in the end, we're going to have to be asking for a miracle. I don't want to go through what we went last year where basically we won a game from the boot of a player that even their own teammate, their, his own teammates would have, not bet on him to to score that golazo. What what Salas Mendes did last year was was the most. It was a cruelty of football. Montreal, I think, uh, had uh, all the ingredients to to go right. into the playoffs and make some noise. And unfortunately, we pulled one out of the hat. I'll be honest with you. Uh, before giving the mic to Paola, uh, you're completely correct. I mean, Orlando depends by itself. Um, they depend on themselves. And uh, they got to have, you know, I understand a hurricane's coming, rocky like a hurricane, like the scorpions. But, um, you know, seriously, I mean, Orlando can just cruise control to playoffs after these two games. They're two derbies. They need to take it with a very serious 
you know, this is serious games. Uh, this is not games that, oh, I, I, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll defend, park the bus against NYCFC, and then we'll, we'll win against Miami. No, no, no. These are two teams that are out to get you. They want to make sure that you're embarrassed and you're eliminated out of playoff contention. They, they, you know, and they're because of their fan bases, because they, their fan bases, just like Orlando City's fan base, you know, sometimes, you know, they, they, they put pressure on the players, uh, you know, on our end digitally more than anything. Um, their fan bases do too. And um, they're going to want to go and, and go for the kill. And Orlando needs to definitely. You know, they have the the squad to, especially Inter-Miami, um, capitalize, you know. Um, Araujo and, and Urso should be going against Gregor and Jean Mota, which they play very well in El Brasileirao um, last season. So um, I think definitely it's going to be a great game, and hopefully Orlando gets the three points. Uh, Paola, go ahead. No, no, and I totally agree. And we need to, unfortunately stop Gonzalo Higuain. I don't know why he has been in a like in a on fire strike. Not in a good position, you know, in 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 the flank, but just stopping. Like we need to win on Sunday, we need to win on Wednesday, and we need to win with Ohio too against Columbus crew because if we win all of the three following games, we're going to be in a great position in the playoff and probably we can win a cup. I don't know what the future holds. So let's shut up the media for MLS and continue the success because we have the power. We have the team. We just need to use the secret weapons that I, I know if we, we win against Toronto four zero, we win against rebels five, five what five five to one so let's do it again let's do it again and i don't want a, a repeat of atlanta because it, it like i need to repeat it again because it, it 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 hurts my my heart and it's it's like with with miami i don't want to i don't want to lose against miami we need to win and luis just said it low is not a good center back We need to take advantage of that. And I don't think he's going to get back. He's just injured. So we need to take advantage of that. We need to take advantage of slow Iguain because he's slow. He's just making shot of, he's good of those shots of, of penalties and all that stuff, but he's still slow. He's, he's old. So we need to take advantage of our young people of Faku, um, of Rayo Angulo and on the rest of the gang. So we need to win all the last three games that we have in the future. And uh, guys, um, to usher our last topic, since uh, looking at the clock, um, OCB, uh, real quick. Um, OCB finished its season uh, in the Eastern Conference of MLS Next Pro, ninth out of 10th. Uh, the only thing that was below us was FC Cincinnati 2. Uh, the winner of the Eastern Conference, uh, actually, uh, in this regular season was Columbus 2. Uh, they are going to be playing against uh, Toronto 2 for the championship. 
of the Eastern Conference. Whoever wins here will go against the champion of the West. Um, OCB ended up after 24 games with six wins, 13 losses, five ties, two uh, victories in extra time. Um, and, and I have to say this about OCB. Uh, OCB in 2016 was created as this idea of a place where we can rehab players, a place where we can cultivate talent, a place where our uh, players from the academy can graduate into and and, and, and get ready. And um, uh, 2016 was pretty much a mix of players with USL contracts and players with MLS contracts. We were playing in the championship, very high demanding league. And uh, we really... While we make playoffs, uh, we were very inconsistent. Um, nothing, no, no players really came out of um, that team to the first team, with the exception of uh, two players, um, uh, Tony. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, the, what, he went to New York. I believe he's in the USL right now. If, if the names come up to my mind, uh, to my memory, I will mention them. Uh, and then the, the other one uh, was drafted by um, Atlanta when they came into the league. 2017 uh, saw us pretty much clearing house, a team that just lost a ton of games, uh, super inconsistent. Uh, 2018 took a hiatus. 2019 saw the club returning in USL League One, the third division of our pyramid. Uh, team completely detached from the first team. There was no movement from uh, from uh, first team to second team. Um, the club, um, the club's most successful player, went to play for uh, LAFC. <laughs> I mean, uh, Fernando Aguila, who was the, the the manager at the time, uh, failed to create a winning uh, culture there. Unfortunately, he was fired. Uh, his replacement did not do any better. Then we take uh, we we go into the league again. Then we take another hiatus. We we did just as bad. We take another hiatus. Uh, then we return to MLS next. And uh, unfortunately, I just don't see. And, and I don't know if you guys agree with me. I just don't see how uh, getting our teeth kicked in week in week out is going to be creating talent. Right now, in my opinion. Best players that ever came out of OCB, Wilfredo Rivera, uh, Moisés Talante, who remains there, Javier Otero. Wilfredo Rivera has been given the kiss of death, which has been so sent on loan to a USL team. Most likely he's going to be cut off at the end of the year, which is uh, uh, disastrous because I've seen the kid play international football, yes, with Puerto Rico, but nonetheless, they, you know, he has played with men much older than him. Uh, players who play in the English Pyramid, uh, players that play in uh, Central America and Mexico and uh, in MLS, and uh, he has done very well there. Uh, this past weekend, he almost had a golazo worthy of uh, the top 10 from ESPN. Um, and unfortunately, the, the goalkeeper uh, stole that from him. Uh, he was sent on loan to Indy 11, which is a really, really, really bad team. So we don't know what what was what 2023 is going to bring for uh, Wilfredo Rivera. 
Uh, we don't know what's the story with Moisés uh, Tablante. Um, Moisés Tablante has been courted by Miami, by Kansas City. In my opinion, if we don't sign this kid this year, he's gonna he's, he's gonna go, and I don't I, I can't blame him for that. Uh, and uh, lastly, um, I I again I I, I just I, I just don't see the the what was promised to us that this 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 B team was gonna create buzz. And la- and I, I want to finish with this. What, the other thing that I have to criticize the club for is. If you want to go COCB, it's twenty dollars to go to the game, right? It's it's in my it's in Kissimmee, it's in an area that is not very it's not easily accessible. Um, you know, Buenaventura Lakes, it's not really close to the the, the main highways that communicate Central Florida, and uh, you know, twenty dollars I think is steep for the quality of football that you're gonna get to see. And aside from that, the facilities, while they are very nice, well, let's not kid ourselves. It's a baseball stadium that was built for that configuration, and we have turned it into a football stadium. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't understand why we don't, uh, like, for the season ticket holders uh, for Orlando City, hey, give them, give them two, two games for them to go to go uh, watch OCB. Um I think that the only time that the club decided to bring OCB to the to the main stadium was disastrous. No promotion, no information on the loudspeakers, and then when people that really wanted to stay was like, "Hey, can we go out get food so we can come back in?" Security was like, "No, if you leave the stadium, you're not coming back." People that were with their kids, people that uh, have medical conditions needed to eat for medications or whatever, they couldn't do it, so they left. And all uh, also. People were parking in places where they're like, hey, after the game, we'll tow or we close the doors. You have to come get your car. So it was it was really bad. It was a really bad situation. So with that said, um, you know, what, what do you guys think? What uh, what what's lacking out of OCB? What's missing? Go ahead, Paula. Um, I. I I really don't know. Like, I, I think it's just lack of confidence. Um, they were re- they were doing really good at the beginning of the season, and then all of a sudden it was downhill, like back-to-back, back-to-back. I think it's lack of confidence um, in the back line. It was the back line because they had attack. They had attacking. They had the um, – Jack Lynn was the – most valuable player, if I'm not mistaken, or the golden boot for, for the entire um, organization. So the, they have the attacking, but not in the in the defense. So I think there's going to be movement in the next season for, for the OCB in the, in the laterals, not in the center back. So, well, Williams doesn't, doesn't do the entire work, right? Because the kid has vision and the kid has has good ethics, right? Because I, I did watch OCB um, um, games, but I think they, they need to to get better on the defense side and 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 get better on 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 confidence. They have a good goalkeeper, Otero. Like he's he's one of the best goalkeepers in the on OCB too on on the on MLS Pro. So I think it's confidence and the defense side. 
I don't know if Luis agreed, but um, they had the attacking, so. Well, first and foremost, um, I mean, this is, a, this is a team that needs to be, you know, making the stars for tomorrow, right? So we should definitely be taking the advantage of having a OCB and, you know, Taylor Williams, uh, Thomas Williams, Moises Tablante, like the, some of the kids, the Hackenberg, Brian Hackenberg, uh, Brandon Hackenberg, sorry. Um, you know, those kids need to be, be seen by the first team, first team squad and possibly join. I think uh, Orlando could have a phenomenal bench for next year. Uh, kids that are definitely want to give their life on the line playing, you know, against Austin, Columbus, and whatnot. Now, uh, you can definitely make the claim that they're not ready, but in my opinion, they are. Um, some of them are. Now, <clears throat> I think what Orlando needs to do is also look at players internationally to boost their, their OCB roster. Um, like, Yovera, like that kid that I was mentioning, I think he will be great for OCB. You know, somebody that has already played, um, you know, it, it's a starter or somewhat of a starter in the, in the you know, um, Liga Uno from Peru, you know, in, in, the, in the first division. And he has some experience, you know, playing as a starter. I think uh, that will... If you bring those type of players, young, between 19 to 21-year-olds, um, maybe to play in OCB from maybe Bolivia, you know, teams that, you know, countries that do not breed a lot of good players, but here are some diamonds in the rough here and there. I think that would be, that's definitely going to boost um, OCB. As well, looking to internally into USL. I think that would be a great a great opportunity, also for um, them to look into into USL. I think uh, why not look into USL and try to get some of the cream of the crop there, you know, at a, at a good age too, you know. Um, also, attempt to get players that are, you know, trying to get more of an opportunity from other teams. You know, David Mejia from Atlanta, for example, is one exciting player, in my opinion. You know, um, you know Diego Toya, San Jose Earthquakes. Like, there are some players there that, you know, could definitely boost um, OCB. Uh, and they know that they're going to be playing one more season in OCB, hopefully to get into the first team. So um, that, to me, it's, it's, it's what's important for this uh, OCB um, team. It's for them to be competitive and also the club need to invest a little more into making competitive. And also, I'll be honest with you, um, they need to give the tickets out for free if needed be, especially for season pass holders. I think uh, it needs to come in their season ticket packet. That's just my opinion. I mean, I think these kids deserve it. It's better when a player plays in a full house or in a house in which you have fans actually supporting. And this goes for the pride also, and as well as for OCB, than just playing for their mom and dad and, and, and cousins and, you know, and some fans. Uh, I think uh, it's a better, better opportunity for um, Orlando, you know, to build something and, you know, maybe, 
if the ruckus or the Iron Lion firm are listening, dudes, send people there. You know, you guys are the biggest, the biggest supporter groups. Send your supporter group one weekend instead of uh, downing 32 ounces. Let's, let's go and support OCB and Pride, right? I mean, why not? You know, create you know create a new chant for OCB or something. I mean, that's what supportive groups got to do, right? Don't expect for the club to be give it a freebie. Sometimes support comes in different ways and fashions, and uh, I think the club needs to definitely, um, at least for season pass holders, make it into a big packet. I think it'll be more attractive for for people to. S subscribe to their season ticket um, passes. If it includes OCB and it includes uh, Pride, I don't know what are your thoughts there, Dave. Since you're a season ticket holder, well, Paola is also. Um, I, I have to say that you know, I do enjoy going to the OCB games. I think they're fun. Uh, Osceola County Stadium is 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 a it's a comfortable place. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, the parking there is not that hard, you know, it's very laid back, but, um, again, $20 to go watch, uh, with all the respect to our players, a product that is inferior to what we see at the main stadium, I think is steep. And if you are a person that uh, on a tight budget, um, you are going to, and you have to choose, you're going to choose the main team. And that's, I, I think, uh, one of the main problems when you are, have three teams fishing out of the same pond, you know, um, I, and this is a problem that is not particular to Orlando City. It's a problem that my English team, my Israeli team has where, uh, you know, people have to choose, well, let's go see the girls, do I go see the reserves and, you know, all this cost money, all this cost time. If it's all, all up to me, I'll be going to all three teams every week, week in, week out. But unfortunately, I live in a, in a world where I have to work, where I have two teenagers that depend on me for other things, uh, guidance and parenting, the, the, to, to say the, a few, and obviously my wife, you know, um, my wife is understands that during the season, that's it. You know, if Orlando City is playing, we ain't going. We're not, you know, unless she's coming with me, guess what? I'm not going to go to wherever you want to go. And, um, you know, I, I have a lot of things going on in my life, in my personal and professional life that prevent me from, from honestly going to the games. And these games cost money, friends. It's, it's not cheap. So let's say you're paying twenty dollars for each three of these games. That's sixty dollars, and now you have uh, sixty plus dollars to spend on watching sports when they can just go home, especially your OCB, get it for free from the convenience and their comfort of their couch. So you know, I think that uh, the boys need to feel that they're appreciated, they're part of the team, and if we were to. Uh, give free tickets 
to a few of the games or a couple of games for the season to holders. I think it will go a long way. Uh, the time that one, the, the opportunity that I had to go, I just wanted to go experience it for our, for myself. Uh, you know, the, there was no Orlando city game. Uh, it, it was at seven. Uh, I just wanted to go check it out. Uh, and like I said, it was, it was a good experience. Uh, but you know, sadly I was, uh, fans like myself paying to go see the game. Uh, there were very few. Uh, it's mostly the players' family uh, members. Uh, it has a very academy feel, to be honest. Uh, in fact, when I went through the gates and uh, I told the guy I was I was paying, I showed my ticket. Uh, he was fumbling with the scanner. He didn't know how to <laughs> scan my. Because he's like, "Oh, I I don't get many of you people, meaning people paying to go watch the games." Um, so. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think we need to we need to do that and and set for pride, you know, just give the opportunity for people to go to a, a, a game or two. I'm gonna be quite honest with you, and I know I'm gonna make a lot of people mad when I say this. I think I think pride will benefit of playing their home games in in Kissimmee. So it's, uh, it's a it's a it's a smaller venue. Uh, the five six thousand people that go see them will look like a bigger crowd. Is a more still a professional stadium, still a great pitch. Uh, I just think that playing at Exploria uh, with half the concessions closed, uh, skeleton crew for security, and just the lower bowl open, uh, and seeing the place half empty, it's it's not helping any um, to the cause. And I'm gonna close with this uh, in uh, in you know. In, in England, the first division of, of, of women's sports, they don't play where the first team plays, where the men. They tend to play either where their B team plays or they rent a facility from a local club, you know, maybe a, a national team or a League Two team, and they play their games there. In, in some teams, uh, female teams, uh, play in uh, county stadiums, basically what uh, here in the States we call public parks. That's, that's how it is. Because, uh, well, guess what? You know, the, 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 the numbers are not there like the men. Let's, let's be truthful to ourselves. Uh, that if fans have the opportunity, they're going to go to the, see the men. They're going to go see the women. And like I said, uh, I'm making a lot of people mad. But, you know, uh, I ran out of uh, goldfish and rainbows and unicorns last week. So, you know, in a world of hypocrites, when you are sincere... Yeah. Then, then, then you, then you come out as the bad guy. But I, I have to be honest with you guys, that pride, um, you know, in order for it to be successful, it has to build a, a following, and it has to win. And I, I feel that we can do a world of good moving the girls with OCV. And then, I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Luis. No, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea, I'll be honest with you. But I mean, you also. I'll be completely honest with you. I mean, <clears throat> when it comes, and I'm gonna, and I'm just gonna put it in the example of Peru because this is the closest thing I I can follow. Um, it's the first year of the women's soccer league in Peru. Uh, no, second year. And there is a team called Alianza Lima, which is one of the biggest clubs in Peru, that has their women's soccer team. Second year uh, in inception. Second year in inception. They are going to the final. They won the first year, the first cup. 
Now they're going for their two-time championship, essentially, right? Two-peat. Um, their supporter groups, they, they don't have separate supporter groups. It's all one supporter group. And there are very factions within that one supporter group. And they pack the whole stadium for, for either both the men and the women. I don't understand why Orlando can do that. In, in my opinion, I, I really don't. Because it's supposed to be one club. We are one club. I, I understand that they're two different names, two different leagues. If But it's all Orlando. It should be Orlando, Orlando City. The city of Orlando City, beautiful. So... There should be a culture of supporting everything Orlando, which is what's missing. So if the women, I mean, in the end, the decision of, of where the, whether the club wants to play at the, you know, the, the, the property that they own where OCB plays in Kissimmee or playing in Exploria, that's obviously on their concern and they're going to decide. But the thing that I say is, there's people that don't even give it one chance. They, they don't give them one chance at all. So, and if you support Orlando and you're from Orlando and you go to UCF or you go to, F, uh, or you go to, uh, you know, Valencia Community College, Seminole State College, um, the one in Claremont, Lake, Lake, whatever, uh, whatever, you know, support everything Orlando. I mean, it, it's all one family. It, it, it's all, it's all one club in a way. It all comes from the same wallet. So that's, that's my question is the politicking. Stop the politicking and start supporting. Do your job. Job is to support, right? Support. You love Orlando, right? Then support. That's, that's the only point I'm making there. There's too much of this. Too much of this. Start supporting. Go and support. Go go watch the pride. Leah Pruitt, phenomenal player. You got um Kayla Kayla Michaela Clough, first year in the NWSL, phenomenal player. Uh, Haley Bujeya, that she just came in from Malta, great player. You know, there are a lot of of, of these girls that do want to do great in the NWSL. Go and watch the NWSL. No, oh, no, no. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. The po you know, politics aside, people are free to decide what kind of politics they want to side on. They're on their own. That That's their decision. But what should matter here is the sport. I see it in a, in a broader way. The sport of soccer. You know, and just because I may, you know, I, I personally, I, I support the Pride and I support City. It might be, I want to say, equally, uh, just like OCB as well. So I think fans need to really take a look and 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 support. Because, you know, go, you know, rather than going, go get wasted in Pine Street, go get wasted in Kissimmee. Beer is beer, right? You're going to watch soccer. You're a oi, 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 hooligan, right? You know, putting up your boots, you know, you, you know, your dogs, skin, head, skin, head, right? Running from the light, right? You know, uh, go and support. Cracking up a brewski, go with your flags, with the smoke, go and support. 
It's all Orlando. What's the difference? Oh, no, but it doesn't matter. UCF, UCF has freaking Milton. UCF has freaking Milton, freaking the shortest quarterback in the league. I'm so sorry. And then the, their, their jerseys are just like the Prides. They're above the, the Space Coast. People go support the UCF. It's the same thing, dude. I mean, I just hey, I like I like the pride jerseys. Right, right. To me, to me, right. To me, it's it's the sport, and mm -hmm. I think that's what's missing in our culture. It's the sport. It should be. It shouldn't be a, a distinction. Go support. Just like people say, go cover, go cover, go 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 put stuff on Twitter. Go cover. I say now, go support. Go support. Lace up your boots, right? You know, and and let's go support. Let's go support, cause, cause, cause that's what these big players need. You want to build a winning city? Go support. You know, Alianza Lima is the best example. I mean, it's small. I mean, I know for the United States, it's probably nothing, but I mean, these are a supporter group that's been for. I mean, over over 90 years, I understand, but they don't see it as oh, the women this. They pack, they pack the stadium. If not, it's not a full capacity. It's maybe at an 85% for women and men. Why do they do that? Because they see it as soccer. They see it as the community of soccer. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't know what what Paula wants to say about that. No, and 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 the pride deserves it because. They have been perseverance. Like, that's the word that they deserve this season. Like, they haven't had a great season, but they have fought all season. Um, they had a couple of undefeated games, and yesterday was a heck of a game. Like, I watched it against San Diego. They were having a, like they were giving a headache to San Diego yesterday and we were up two new two new. And I, I wish we, and we were a tie two, two. And I wish we could win that game because they San Diego clinched to the playoff because of that tie. But either, either way, I feel pride because It was a up and down season for the Pride. It wasn't an easy season for them. And I think it was the packed the most packed um game for for them yesterday. It was more than 6,000 people. It was fan appreciation day and I wish they can do like a like a bundle for season um ticket members like you can buy pride and you can and you can do orlando city so they can have more people in the stadium i can buy that i cannot afford both that's true but right so I mean, I, I, go ahead go ahead it'll be a great mark strategy and this is again i i am i am no one first and foremost i am no i'm just a journalist mm -hmm. no. you know i am i am nobody to tell people what to do what to think what to see what to watch i'm just expressing my opinion i think it should be included for season pass holders in their bundle personally that's just my opinion 
for both OCB and Pride. But now, um, this you also incentivize that. That's not that's not something that I have any experience or you know or 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 meddle with that. I'm not here to to cause a, a ruckus or anything like that regarding that. I'm just saying something very simple. Gary Lawrence, phenomenal player. Gunny John's daughter, phenomenal player, national team in Iceland. Haley Bujeya, Bu 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 I guess how you pronounce her name. Leah Pruitt, uh, Tony Presley, Erin McLeod, two-time Olympian, Celia Jimenez, uh, Ali Watt, Courtney Peterson, I mean, Darian Jenkins, Michaela Clough, Julie Dole, Viviana Villacorta, Kylie Strome. I mean, and, and he named me, Megan Montefusco, Carrie Abello, to me, one of the best players there. So there is a, there is a team brewing to be competitive for the next two seasons, three seasons down the road. They got to get, and they're, they're going to get used to playing together. Now, mm -hmm. the, the it factor that's missing is the support. And if there is a fan ambassador or whatever, you know, the, the, like Dave was saying, a fan ambassador, you know, if we have two press and supporter groups, you know, putting up the boots saying, you know, you know, you know, shaving on our heads and telling us, you know, stomping on the races. You know, if we have that, show it. Mm -hmm. Go to a pride game. Go to a pride game. And, go to a know, pride game. Next, to next year we're gonna have three, three uh, supporter groups. Right. Please. Go, go to a pride game, dude. I mean, it's soccer. It's football. It's football. Doesn't it shouldn't matter? Yeah, shouldn't if, matter. If, if it shouldn't really matter, man, and and that's how they see it in Europe. What what you know? FC Barcelona sold out their stadium, twice for the women, like twice. Like that. That's the difference between us. Our culture is so segmented, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Soccer culture here is in diapers, and people don't like to admit it, but it's completely true. I mean, and I'm just saying an example from the little league in Peru, like little tiny league, two years in inception. And, and why why did they support equally? Because it's soccer for them. It's a sport. Mm -hmm. They go. They have fun at the stadium. They love the beer prices. They go and they want to get the jersey. They want to show their kids, hey, I am not only supporting the men that are playing at this time, but I'm also coming tomorrow to support the women. Because every time I come to the stadium, it's a party in the USA, quoting Miley Cyrus. So – you know, and so make the party happen, bro. You know, it's called supporter groups for a reason, right? Support. That's it. You know, you know, and then we can listen to the oppressed, the business. We can listen to freaking, uh, you know, uh, whatever violent reaction. I mean, we can listen to all, all, all the bands if you want, you know, Berkeley, you know, all the bands. I can, I can bring my dogs out from from my ad, from my from my from my cellar. Uh, you know, let's let's do it, guys. I mean, supporter groups, OCB too. I mean, no one goes to OCB games. Like, you know, and I think that's going to be a strategy for for I think for the front office to make it attractive for also go support the academy too, Luis. I actually managed to go to a uh, academy yeah. game. Last season, and and I had a blast, had yeah. a blast, and uh, we um, we were there for free at the invitation of 
the parent of one of the players and uh and a, and a listener obviously our show was not uh was was had not been conceived at the time but it was somebody that that uh, that listens to us listens or watches our show now uh but at the time she extended the invitation to people that she knew from uh from Orlando Lions then and it, it it's no secret that I was a regular guest in their show and um, she extended the invitation. I took it. I went uh, and uh, I had a great time. Uh, it was against Miami. We beat them. Um, we knocked them out of the playoff contention. And, uh, you know, that's like you said, Luis, we, we had to go and support no matter what. Um, I think um, the problem is if we start putting price tags on things, Right. Uh, unfortunately, we're gonna price people out. Uh, the The fact of the matter is, is we're living in a world where uh, things cost a lot of money. Uh, you know, rent, electricity, this, that, and the other. I mean, you know, not to brag, I, my wife and I are professionals. We probably make a little bit more money than most people. I don't have a mortgage. Uh, so I can give myself the luxury of uh, season tickets, which, by the way, I couldn't afford until like four or five years ago. Um, before that, I, I probably went to, I don't know, six or seven games a year. The rest I watched on TV. Um, so I, I see myself I'm, I'm super privileged for the fact that I can't attend all the home games. Um, but, uh, you know, there are, I know a lot of good people, a lot of diehard fans that for financial or work schedules cannot make it to all these things, you know, uh, th let's, let's open up the, um, the, the Academy games to any fan that wants to come just RSVP. So they know how many people are showing up. OCV, the same thing. Um, because you know, those guys deserve our support and they deserve our respect. And if you, and if the club feels, Hey, there's, there should be a nominal fee. Because uh, we are incurring expenses for security, this, that, and the other. Five bucks, ten bucks. You know, I mean, we we can't see every opportunity to support a club as an opportunity to make money. Because I mean, not for nothing. You got me with the first team. I I, I pay thousands of dollars for my uh, for my season tickets. I I I, I put uh, car payments worth of money in uh, jerseys and patches and. Uh, posters and all sorts of things um i have so much memorabilia for this club it's uh, i can start my own museum tomorrow if i wanted to um so these are the things you know that um that the, the clubs the, the you know the fans will voluntarily you give give you money but at the same time they they can't feel that everything has to be has to be money has to be money like for example oh, yeah. i'm gonna say it and uh, um, i'm sorry Lisa. i'm gonna say it uh, I just don't understand. In, in these two weeks that we have a break, why couldn't we have the trophy at a location, a Publix or the stadium itself, or or any venue like uh, the 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 place where we usually do the uh, the jersey unveilings? We could have had a we could have had an event where fans show up and they take a picture with the trophy, our trophy, because it's ours, belongs to us. We could have had that opportunity. For people to mingle and and, 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 and to and to have this 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 memory, but we chose not to. And and these are the things that for all the great things that the club has done under Jared Dillon, we're missing out the boat on others. And I understand, and I understand there's a lot of people at the office 
that are new to the football culture, that are new to to our club because, you know, they come from an industry where uh, only the people that live in that city supported that team. That's fine. Our club is an, has an international fan base. Our club has fans in every continent in the world. Uh, many of those fans, they travel to Orlando to uh, watch their team. Last that show, I talked about the Dominican family that flew from the Dominican Republic to come watch the team. Uh, we we had our friends from Orlando City, UK, so at least 10 of them uh, visit uh, uh, Exploria the last three games. And so, you know, this, these are things that, 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 that we need to culture, cultivate. And again, we're, there's a lot of opportunities that we're missing, that we're missing because we are just not, we, we, we are just blindsided. We have business myopia and we have to understand that not everything is a cash grab opportunity. The fact that these last two weeks we could have had an opportunity for fans to go and take pictures with the trophy was a missed opportunity. And I, I, I finished with this. The first time that I had the opportunity to go to an Orlando City event was uh, at Tom Trackler's store in the Florida Mall. And it was supposed to start at 6.30. At 6.32, they had to tag the line. There were 7,000 people there and, and, and to get signatures. And not from our starters. There was no caca. There was no, none of the big names. And that tells you that there's there's a football culture in this city that needs to be cultivated. But again, right. not every event right. has to be give me money, buy this, buy that. the team right. has to give a little right. bit. To it. Right, but also it's it's a soccer culture has been politicized, and politics out of the sport should not be any politics out of the sport. Now, now, and 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 be honest with you, I mean, I mean. And again, this is a this is a sore subject because it is true, and it happens not just in the United States; it happens in Peru as well. I mean, and you know, and I've I have another podcast in Spanish, and people tell me all the time, "Oh, why don't you don't talk about this type of thing?" I was like, "You know, we're a sports show. We're not here to change your mind. We're not here to tell you who to vote for. We're not here to we're here to talk about the sport." So you know, some fans they need to view this as. This is about our city, you know, the pride on our city, you know, of, of Orlando, you know, not, not so much uh, because of this and because of that, you know, players are entitled to just like any other human being on support of whatever they want to support. Um, and, and in my opinion, I think people need to see it as a sport, you know, the sport of soccer, the sport of football. And, you know, we need a, I mean, no one, and I'm not saying and advocating for every, every game to be sold out. I'm just saying, you know, the help out the black swans there, you know, the black swans, there are loyal, they're there, you know, my hat's off to them all the time, you know, making at least the players, you know, following the same protocol as maybe the ruckus and, and all that stuff. But it would be nice to see all the supporter groups join when there are important matches against important teams, learn to know, just like Orlando has NYCFC, it's a derby. Know when the pride plays the thorns, uh, oil rain. Make make, make Orlando f be felt against these teams. The, the, for these teams to come over here, playing Exploria is tough because, shit, the rock is the wall supports everyone, every single team. You know, that at least that, 
because I know some of the supporters in there, I mean, they're, they're part of the supporter group. So that's what I'm saying. You know, that's, that's just my opinion. You know, again, I'm, I'm not trying to advocate anything or, or change the culture, change anything. I'm just saying something that I just see. And, and it's that, you know, um, and, and I, I do want to put this right here. Um, uh, the Orlando City Soccer School Seminole staff is monitoring updates regarding the Hurricane Ian and its impact on Florida. Um, they will, you know, if you have your your son or, or daughter going to, you know, the soccer school in Seminole, uh, just be aware of the social, social media uh, website and social media channels. They will be sending an email possibly tomorrow alerting members of any updates. So just keep keep an eye on that. Uh, and with that, um, Dave, any last, last things you want to say before we go? No, thank you for, uh, for the fans that, that tune in live. Uh, thank you, Brian. There, Tony Rocha was the name of the player I was missing. Um, and uh, nothing. Let's, let's, let's be positive. Like I said, uh, let's hope that uh, these two other games go our way. And obviously, that that, that Sunday we can uh, come back from New York with three points. I wanna, I, I, I wanna tell everybody, please be safe if you are in uh, in Florida, specifically Central Florida. Hope you already took all your precautions. Um, I certainly have. I have food. I have water. You know, I secured uh, the old flying debris in my yard and all that good stuff. Um, let's be safe, uh, and uh, so that way. Uh, next week we can co- all come together as uh, as one people, uh, healthy, and uh, remind everybody uh, to follow me on on Twitter, Florida underscore man seven six, and uh, my my vlog, the legendary David on YouTube. Um, thank you again for the support. With that, uh, I really do appreciate it. I had a lot of people tell me they they really enjoy the videos, so uh, please give us uh, support and don't forget. To uh, like and subscribe uh, here, Ladon Prado Orlando. Uh, I was telling the guys um, before the, the beginning of the show uh, how overwhelmed I was with so many of you uh, live at the stadium coming over to say hello, uh, to you know congratulate us on on the, on the on the quality of the show and all that. Thank you very much. It, it means the world. Um, so be safe, my friends, and. Um, uh, hopefully we'll be here next Monday to talk more about Orlando City. Um, Paula, last comments. Yes, don't forget to follow my Spanish podcast at Tiro, uh, well, at the T-E Esquina podcast is right here. Don't forget. Um, this week, probably we're not going to do a Spanish one next week, next Tuesday for sure. So we're going to talk about the results of hopefully of a win, a W, a dub on Sunday. Um, and then the other following week, I'm going to be in my honeymoon because next Friday is going to be my wedding. So FYI, <laughs> going to be probably, you know, having fun somewhere, in, somewhere in, uh, in the Caribbean. So, um, but this week we're not going to record. So please, please, please follow us. Um, that is our Twitter. So follow us, please. Thank you for the support. Thank you for hearing us. It, mean, it means a lot to us because we do it for, for fun. We do it as a, a hobby because we like to talk about Orlando City. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support. 
I want to um, thank everybody that's been live uh, today. Uh, if you are not uh, listening or watching this live, um, thank you so much for doing so at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. We're loud and proud Orlando. Also, um, click on the notification bell for all notifications. Subscribe to the channel. Drop us a like. Drop us a comment. Also, we'll answer all your comments, even if after, after if you have not watched it live, we'll answer all your questions. We're available also as Loud and Proud Orlando on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, make sure to check us out and, um, uh, you know, keep subscribing because we're trying to make our community grow and hopefully get a, uh, to 1K before the end of the year. If not, well, we'll, we'll definitely we'll reach it um, next year. But I appreciate all the support from everybody. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. Stay safe, guys. Vamos, Orlando. Stay safe. Vamos, Orlando. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter, as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.